Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Uh-oh, Maureen's, Maureen's light's very, um, maybe, <laughs> what are you lighting, Maureen? You're lighting the cat. No, I'm not, yeah, where, where's it's the not ring? not pointing at you, Maureen. Because it's because you know why? Because it's behind the tree. Why is your ring light behind the tree, Maureen? <laughs> why don't you have your ring light near your laptop? Can you get it out? Because it, it's not doing anything. <laughs> oh, that's that's worse, isn't it? The ring light has to be in oh. front of you. It always has. It has to be in front of you. Oh, does it? Oh, yes, yes. That's the. Uh... What are we doing here? What are we doing? I didn't realize the light had to be in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Is that any good? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that any good? No. No. It's I... <laughs> oh, there you go. Is that better? That's better. Right. Yeah. I didn't realise it had to be in front of you. You didn't realise well, the light is... had to be in front of you to light your face? Okay. Well, we can, we'll talk through this another time. <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where three women have absolutely no idea how technology works. So uh, I was saying that's our Be More Mooring section concluded, isn't it, really? That was sort of a three in one, wasn't it? It was an introduction, it was a Be More Mooring, and it's uh, What's Got Jen's Goat, all in one. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be a really short episode. We've only got the yeah. horror film TV left. <laughs> well done, everybody. Great. Well, I'm glad that we've... Uh, Started the sh- started now, and we can commence. <laughs> Maureen, it's nice to see you because I know you haven't been well. You've been poorly, and also such terrible timing. Talk talk to all of us about it. Yes, well, I had the competition, the British Comedian of the Year competition, and I was losing my voice, which oh. you know for comedy, it's not great. And I, and this is how ill I was. I couldn't eat. I didn't want to eat, so um, oh, that's no, really love. bad. 
And uh, I was just, I've been in bed since for about three, four days. And this is how bad it was. I had to go to the gig. I had to get there, for si leave at six. I had to get up at four and then I have a shower and then I'd rest for 10 minutes. Then I put my underwear on and then I would rest for 10 minutes. I mean, that's how ill I was. Oh, um, Maureen, I know exactly how that feels. And oh. also you just want someone to make you a soup I know a little soup a little soup a soup and uh, I have to to be fair Susan Murray came around and bought me some some of the herbs and some healthy stuff oh um, some herbs what are you going to do with the herbs more hey. she's a cop what's she doing doing that no I'm kidding no 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 <laughs> she's, it's, it's like it's stuff that she uses and she says she swears by so anyway I had that did it, it did help me feel better. yeah I think okay. it did I mean you just need to get through the gig, as I said to you. Yeah. Is you just need to be okay for 10 minutes and then you can be utterly sick on either side. Yeah, but at the end of the 10 minutes, my voice was like... Ah. But anyway, I came third, guys. I came third. Which I think is fantastic. I mean, that's and well amazing, done. Maureen. I, I, honestly, amazing. honestly, Maureen, well done. You came third out of... You know, like, I, I don't know how many people went forward Thousands. for this competition. Yeah. So you came third. You should be really proud of yourself. Lucky younger, I drew a lot and I went on first. So as it, we all okay. know, that's the worst. That's the worst in the competition. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely I, I saw worst. that online because you could be the greatest comedian, you know, ever in existence uh, and go on first and it's just going to... It's not going to work. You've got to warm up the audience. You're the barometer. And no one's remembered. Yeah. No one remembers you by the time you get to. No, air. it's a very long night. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's another eight comics. So when I when I did that, I was like, oh, bollocks. But I had a really great gig, and that's all you can hope for, isn't it? I had a really great gig. Yeah, you had a great gig. It was a great showcase. You're a brilliant comedian. This is no measure of who you are as a as a comic, but also you did you did place in the top three, and you should be really pleased. And oh yeah, yeah. Also. I mean, I of course, I would want. I wanted you to win, Maureen, and I think you yeah. know. You know what my feelings are about it. I wanted the ten grand. Yeah, why don't you get <laughs> well, the money? Exactly, and you're. I frankly, I I think you you deserve it. But in you know that didn't happen. So I think it's great that you just went for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how was cabaret? Because you went to see cabaret yesterday, didn't you? I did. I went to see cabaret, um, uh, and that was fantastic. At the oh god, listen. I, I can never remember the name of the theatre, so can I just quickly Google it? Will you mind? Is it the Playhouse? Oh. Yes, it's at like the Playhouse in Near Embankment. <laughs> Thank you, Maureen. At the, but they obviously were calling it the Kit Kat Club. Um, uh, and it was great. You know, when you walked in, there was, cab, there was you know, there was like people performing and, uh, you know, they, they had like, everyone was dressed in 20s gear and there was there was a couple of different bars that you could go to before the show started and then when the show started everything was kind of sort of dressed as if it was 1920s Berlin and you're in a genuine cabaret club and uh, it was really great and the performances were fantastic and um, obviously because it's the original uh, production it not like the one that was shown in the um, you know when they make it the movie they completely cut out all the Nazi stuff <laughs> Um, so you got the so it's quite a dark story, um, and yeah, I I really enjoyed it. The cast were really fantastic, and if you, it's very expensive, but we did it with a bunch of mates, and we did it because, as I mean, I haven't been anywhere or seen anything, so we sort of booked it as a kind of way of saying, you know, here's like a, a night out at the end of the year. I yeah. kind of feel like we deserved it. Oh, it had um uh. 
Sally Bowles was played by uh, self-esteem, Rebecca Lucy Taylor, and she was obviously amazing. She's got a great set of pipes. And the MC was, um, do you remember the Scissor Sisters? Oh, okay, great. But did they have so a hit song? They had quite a few hit songs, yeah. yeah. Um, I was about to start singing one, and then I thought, don't, don't do that. Uh, anyway, the lead singer of the Scissor Sisters played um, uh, the MC of the cabaret. That's Jake Shears, and he was incredible absolutely ripped what a great body sorry i don't want to objectify jake in any way but but you know when you just sort of look at someone and go wow that's a lot of hours in the gym that's that's not objectifying that's appreciating someone obviously like you said a lot of hours went into that you can look at their body and go that is a fine body that's not objectifying that is that's how jen feels every every time she sees me i you know (laughs) (laughs) sorry something she almost choked actually at that moment (laughs) i i'm always amazed at at do you know what when you have got a good pair of legs I do have a good pair you of legs. Got a bad, yeah. You haven't got a bad, bad pair of legs, actually, given that you 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 don't really put them through the any sort no. of gym routine, or no. indeed any, any routine. Any routine. <laughs> Tight yeah. calves. She's got great calves. Anyway, go on. Great calves. And what a great rack. We've talked about that before. Well, yeah, I was going to bring that up, yeah. and I was like, should we do it again? No, don't. No, not now, Maureen. I don't want to look at them now. This okay. is a this, this is a, a time audio. and a place. Yeah, <laughs> I know. This is an this is an audio. Um, Alex medium. is like, I but, feel um, very uncomfortable. <laughs> you're, you're, it's all right. You're absolutely allowed to look. So yes, I can, I can, I can recommend it. It was great, and um, you know, it's quite nice when you go to the theatre and it's a sort of, you know, a, a, a bit more of an immersive experience, and you know. Rather than just going to see the show, there's a little bit before and there's a little bit in the interval and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, yes, that was nice. I think it makes it more memorable. Do you know what I mean? If it's yeah. more immersive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And they really went to a lot of trouble to dress the whole, not just the theatre space, but the whole theatre, which was quite nice. Um, and I felt like actually it's quite, it was actually quite weird watching it in a way. Um, I don't want to, this is not a show where we talk about politics particularly, but I felt like the whole play really reflects what's kind of happening now in Europe, you know? And there was a moment where um, one of the characters, um, uh, Herr Schultz, is talking, he's he's Jewish, and uh, he has fallen in love with a German um, Fraulein, and uh, they're, they're going to get together. They're going to get hitched. They're going to, you know, be a couple. And then she's basically told by somebody from the Nazi party, listen, Jews are out. And if you are, you know, basically don't get involved with any Jewish people because very soon we're going to be getting rid of them. Anyway, long story short, she sort of says, look, I think I want to be with you, but I think you're, you being Jewish is going to present a problem. And he was like, don't be daft. That's not. No, I, I, I'm, I'm German, so I can't... I was born here. Why would my Jewishness be a problem? Blah, 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 blah. And then, obviously, we know... We know what we know what happens in the end, uh, and it's not Spoiler. a happy ending. Spoiler. But, um, yeah, I just found that was quite an interesting time to watch a, um, that play. I mean, that, that musical, rather. Um, when you think about it, because that's, a, you know, when everything's sort of... You know, when we think about what was happening in Poland and, and in, in the Netherlands and probably what will happen in France at the next election, what's happening in this country, you know, you think. Um, but anyway, that aside, uh, it's a fantastic production. And if you get a chance to see it, do. Um, Alison, how are you in Calgary? 
Yeah. In Canada, as we like I'm to call back it. again, taking care of the boomers. Uh, I am here and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm, yeah. Sorry, I'm not laughing. But there is something funny about taking care of the boomers. Yeah. Taking care of the boomers. That's the, that should be a sitcom. That is my sitcom life, taking care of the boomers. It's taking like, care of the boomers, yeah. One's a little sick, one's got dementia. Anything can happen. It's real exciting. So we're <laughs> kicking it over here. But what was interesting is this is... Okay, I've never had this experience before. On the flight over... Okay, so I'm a pro now. You know how many times I fly back and forth. Yeah. I know these flights like the back of my hand, right? I know what's going to happen. I know my seating. I know, like, I know everything. I know how it's all going to go down. So I get on the plane. I've never had this happen. I get my window seat at the very front because then I put my bag at my feet. I can put my feet up so I have raised legs and I can tuck my head. Like, I got it down. I create my own first class situation, right? So I, I am sleeping eat my food, go to sleep. The two women sit beside me, very friendly Calgarian ladies, very lovely, a little too friendly. Um, oh, they, no. Did they, they were, not stop talking? Nine hours. They didn't just talk, oh, my guys. God. They played the trivia no. game that is on no. the airplane out loud, like, which friend's oh. character? To, Phoebe, hooray! And then would look around at everyone on the plane like we were to celebrate with them. When one of them got Oh, a- no, that's unacceptable behavior. I know. <laughs> do you have noise-canceling headphones? What can you do about oh, that? Oh, yeah. Like, I did all I could. But I'd wake up and I'd look over and they were still going. Like, I have never that's watched two people play trivia out loud for that. And I could see everyone else's faces. I was like, oh, these people have obviously not been taught that, like, you, you keep your power party to yourself. Like, it was. Yeah. Nine hours, guys, of out loud trivia. I've never in, in a very confined space with <laughs> not much, not enough air to justify that kind of behavior. Oh Do you know what I mean? God, like I've just never seen people. It was like they'd never discovered trivia questions before, and this was like, what a great way to kill time. I was like, no, this is not a great. Let's go to sleep, love. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's really hard to go to sleep when I, because I zone in on things. And so um, that's why I find storing really tricky because I'm like, if someone's storing, that's all I can hear. Yeah. Whereas Chloe can zone things out. She'd be like, well, just zone it out. I'm like, I can't. I'm now zoned in. So that's all I hear. Yeah. So if I was on that flight, that's all I'd hear. Oh, my God. It was. I'd only hear them. Even if I was listening to a movie, my ears would go, oh, God, they're asking each other the questions about. I don't out, know, the length out of loud. Or like not just like doing know, it, like pointing, you know, and the enthusiasm and positivity. Look, and this is coming from oh, me. that's Canadians for you. But I was fucking annoyed. I was like, can you just tone down the happiness and joy? We're on a nine-hour no flight right now. Like I was like, no one's had that much fun of doing like I don't know, Trivial Pursuit or whatever. Trivia is is something that you do to pass the time for a very brief amount of time, and yeah. then you all accept that it wasn't wasn't enjoyable and we should shut it down it was right am i yeah. right come yes. on yes <sighs> that's my quizzes end that didn't yeah. go on for nine hours yeah Can you imagine oh no it was like i'm so a, sorry you had to go through that allison a live pub quiz with two positive canadians beside me that like can you i just it was and i am a positive canadian and i was like can you tone it down yeah you're way more patient than me i would have i would have literally had an aneurysm Oh, God. A passive-aggressive aneurysm, obviously, because I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I probably would have just had an aggressive one. <laughs> yeah, you would have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was fun. That was what fun. Somebody would have been crying and it wouldn't have been Maureen. <laughs> um, 
Well, Alison, I'm glad that you got home uh, back to Canada safe and sound. It's nice to see your face. Maureen, congratulations on, on coming third. And I'm so glad that you're feeling better. Yeah. And well done for me for leaving the house uh, when I didn't have to. I could have stayed at home. But yeah. I, I actually made it out. Incredible, incredible scenes. We've all had a week. But now it's time to turn back to Maureen Younger. We've had a Be More Maureen moment already, actually. Um, it's, it's quite a big one. Um, I don't think we can, I don't actually think you can top it. But let's see if you can and find out what Maureen Younger's Be My Maureen moment is. I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, sitting there going, why is it so blurred? I, I mean, you can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> It was oh. fine in the end, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> Actually, someone did message us. I can't remember the name. They saw me have a Be More Maureen moment when I got out <gasps> at Gatwick. Yes, yes. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Thank they, you to the they, listener. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, basically what happened was train was cancelled. I know, what a, what a surprise in in. In, London, in Britain train got cancelled and I had to go on a later train it wasn't actually going to Brighton but it was kind of going towards Brighton and then I was that decision should I go off at Gatwick should I go off at Edward's Heath so I jumped off and then jumped back in again I was concerned <laughs> that I went ended up in Eastbourne but I did end up in Brighton in the end but it was like great so but I love that you can't you're not you can't have these be more Maureen moments anonymously anymore no, no. she was actually listening to there, be more there Maureen are moments. witnesses well, she saw me up one. And that is, I'm so happy for her. That is a brilliant moment to actually have in your life. <laughs> is that? Oh, yeah, that's Maureen. Anyway, uh, this is actually not me messing up, it's, but it is definitely my behavior. I'm not sure whether you people should emulate me. It's to do with last night. So we established I was ill. I went on first. Now, you'll both know the green room in the store. It's got, it hasn't got that much seating. There's one sofa. It's a corridor, isn't it, really? A few, yeah, it's basically a corridor. A few chairs. And, um, Obviously, there was a lot of acts. It's not really built for like ten acts. Uh, and uh, where so did they all like, sit? Where did they all sit when you were lying on the couch, Maureen? I was lying on the couch. They stood. I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> They're young men. They can fucking stand. I was like, I am lying on the sofa. I don't care. There was one guy at the end who was already sitting there. I didn't knock him off. So I, he stood. He stayed there. But I just lay on the couch, head down, because also I wasn't meant to. I was meant to be saving my voice, and it's hard to not speak if you're sitting around with everybody. But I thought if I'm face down on the sofa, conked out, then they know that I don't want to talk, do they? That's... I... So I just thought that was typical me, that, you know, everyone else is standing and I'm just lounging along the sofa. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's... Yeah. I literally yeah. couldn't imagine it any other way in my brain, to be honest with you, Maureen. <laughs> and nobody said a thing. Like, nobody said, could you just move? Nope. I was like, I'm, I'm ill. Do you know what I mean? I was ill. So, yeah. I'm sure they took photos because it, it it must have looked ridiculous. There's me lounging on the sofa while everyone's standing. But, you know, I was ill. Maureen was ill. That's absolutely correct. And um, the end. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be known, I don't think you would have given them the couch even if you weren't ill. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's quite that's quite a possibility. To be fair. Let's be but honest. You... Uh, I I don't. Uh, you know, doesn't matter how tired I am. Uh, when we were on tour, um, Maureen always had the sofa. Yeah, that was it. Or yeah. the comfy chair. In fact, if there was a comfy chair, I never got it ever. Nope. No. Yeah. Well, you'd get I would have it, it in the interval. I, I would have it in the interval, wouldn't oh, I? Oh, yeah, when I'm I on, allowed... when I'm on stage. When you're on, sorry, I was allowed to sit in the chair and then. Um... 
Jen could rest. So none of this is, I mean, is this a Be More Maureen moment? Maybe for people that don't know you. Um, but it's definitely a, it's definitely a Maureen moment. Absolutely. It's a Maureen younger moment. Is it a Be More Maureen moment? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it's um, definitely a Maureen younger moment. And maybe these are the new moments. Maybe that's what we're doing. Maybe we've, Ooh. maybe we're, maybe now you've entered, we've entered a new phase, Maureen, because you're so sensible and just the common sense has really kicked in. Um, well, we saw that earlier, didn't we, about the ring light? No, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's not right. start no making that. Why am I even saying that out loud? That was that made no sense, even as I said it. That was a bit more gen moment, wasn't it? Um, well, Maureen, um, thank you. I, I would have been a, a bit disappointed with that be more Maureen moment had we not experienced one already. And I feel fine. I don't. I actually don't mind. Um, but I'm glad that you did have an enforced rest. And there's a little bit of me that is very tickled by the fact that you made some of those comedians who stand. probably twats um, stand. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, me too. And Alison yeah. and I, whilst we don't approve, uh, we also 100% do approve. Totally. So. You know, none of, none of them would have dared say anything to me, would they? No. 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 My God. They're terrified of you. Yeah. And, and I was going to say, I don't know why they're terrified of you because you're lovely, but I would say they should be. They should be terrified <laughs> of you. Maureen Younger, uh, thank you very much for your Maureen Younger moment. Um, let's go back to Alison. Alison, uh, once again, we're asking a lot of you because you've done so much travel and you've already got a lot on your plate, but somebody has a problem and they've come to you and now it's time to hear what your Ask Alison moment is. Go to the gym. Get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Cause I ain't using it. No, no. No, no. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Oh, but that, I like that, Jen. Thanks. That was a real different intro there. That was fun. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm... Just freewheeling at the moment. Alison. I like it. I like your freewheeling. Uh, this is the new gen, freewheeling. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I Look, this week's problem, I absolutely adore, and I am so grateful, uh, Jay, for you sending it in. It was just signed with a J. That, that, so, Jay, thank you so much for sending this in. Uh, quick little disclaimer, I'm not a therapist. I have no training. I am just a person who likes to listen to problems. Okay, here we go. Dear Allison. Okay, first off, there's a whole big paragraph where Jay totally compliments us. So just know we're fantastic, gang. We're fantastic. Oh, yeah. thanks, Jay. So thanks, Thank Jay. Yeah. Then we get into the actual question. Here we go. Alas, I have an ask. I am a high school teacher in Ontario who isn't so sure about his future in the profession after almost 10 years. I've been teaching since I was 22, and I've had to deal with a lot work-wise. And in the last couple of years, mostly from extremely abusive administrators, and it's had a bit of a lasting impact on how I feel about my career. I haven't had any time for hobbies, as our workloads are insane, and the burnout has had an effect on my general outlook. I don't like complaining all the time, and I try not to, because bringing work home... Um, like that feels so gross, but it's a lot of stress and all the other staff are also burnt out. So the screen room just <laughs> kind of turns into a sort of death spiral of complaining. In the last while, I've applied to a lot of different jobs in education related fields, but it's gotten me bollocks. I've sought out and gotten a new certification in an entirely unrelated field, so I feel I might start a business of my own as some sort of uh, light at the end of the tunnel, but I still love teaching. My new business would be teaching adjacent, but still, 
I just want to love what I do and love who I work with. And maybe it's time to try something new, even if just for a little bit to bring that spark back. But it's scary. How did you make the jump one teacher to another? Thank you so what much. What a great. Yeah. I mean. Sorry, Alison, but what a great. Yeah. 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 And also. You have got wisdom to impart. Anyway, I'll shut up. Sorry. No, no. I'm, I'm glad that you felt the same passion about this question that I did because when I heard it, I was like, oh. So first off, I have to be careful everything that I say because I don't want to discourage people from becoming teachers. <laughs> we need them in the world. So teachers or people who are becoming teachers, look, I'm going to say some stuff. I'm going to share an opinion. But like, I don't want to discourage people from becoming teachers. The biggest thing that I think we need to start looking at teaching as is, with all careers, maybe it's not a forever thing anymore, gang. In fact, a lot of careers aren't a forever thing anymore. They say in our lifetimes now we have five, six different careers. And moving forward, the generations coming up will have even more careers. So when people leave teaching, I think they feel a bit of a, 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 like they're failing at it because as teachers, we're so taught this martyr idea, right? You're a teacher. You, you do everything you can. You're almost taught to like sacrifice everything of yourself to become a teacher. And that's why the burnout rate is so high. So instead of looking at it as failing, I want you to see yourself, you're growing. You've grown to a new point in your life, Okay. So it's time for change. Change is growth, all right? Without change, nothing happens in life. So I just want to say I'm so proud of you for acknowledging this and already taking some of the steps that I would have recommended. Look for some jobs that are, you know, adjacent to teaching. Uh, look at some things around. Look, what I did was I supplied taught for some, some time. I was a substitute teacher. So I started teaching in comedy at exactly the same time, on the same day. I kind of knew I was going to get out of comedy, I mean, teaching when I first started. It, I knew it was something I didn't want to do forever. I just kind of got the degree because I knew my parents wanted it. So for me, I had begun a different career at the same time as starting that career. So I always kind of knew there was light at the end of the tunnel. I think it's a lot trickier when you go into it going, this is going to be what I'm going to do. This is my... So you're taking a real big step. I think the biggest things that I can suggest or the biggest things that I think you can do is decide on a leaving time. If all you do in your head is go, eventually I'll leave, eventually I'll leave, I'm telling you, you're not going to. You literally have to say, whether it's a year, two years, whatever it is, you have to give yourself a deadline because then what you're going to do is actually take those steps to, to fulfill that time period, okay? So you need to actually go, okay, I'm going to leave it this time and not be afraid of that. Also, the first jobs that you get, they may not be the ones you want to keep. And that's okay. You're shifting right now. Don't, don't think that the next job you go into has to be the forever one as well. Okay. Take that pressure off of yourself. Start saving some money now. Set aside some moolah if you can to give yourself a little bit of a nest egg so you're not so panicked. But even right now while you're teaching, I mean, you're doing the right thing by looking at other ways to make incomes, you're retraining on things. I've always been a big believer that even once you get your next job, you need to have multiple sources of income. You need to have money coming in from other places so you don't just feel everything's on this one. So I'm very proud of you for already looking into that sort of thing. I think you also have to realize teaching, that, 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 
job is so good. There's so many things that come out of teaching, so many skills that you can sell to jobs, you know, like you've, you've been a manager, you've been a communicator, um, you know, you have, you have organized, you've set up lesson plans, like you have done so many things, so many quality uh, skills that so many occupations will need that being a teacher is one of the most versatile things to get other jobs out of. And look, teaching, everyone's like, oh, it's a solid paycheck. It's a salary. I'll tell you what, you're not making what, uh, as much as you fucking think you are because the hours of teaching never end. It never ends. I have a joke right now. I'm not going to do it, but where I talk about how hard teaching is and everyone dismisses teachers. Oh, your summer's off. I got to tell you, you think teachers stop working in the summer? Shut your mouth. They never stop working. Once a teacher, always a teacher. But the beauty of being a teacher is that means you're also a lifelong learner and you're ready for change and to adapt. So look at that as a real positive thing. Um, I feel like you are already taking all the steps you know inside yourself you want out of teaching. And I'm so proud of you for acknowledging that and not feeling bad about it. I want to say, I already think you're taking all the right steps. You're doing everything correct. But the biggest thing I can tell you is put that deadline on yourself so you actually leave. Last story, right before I left teaching, uh, I had taught full-time for one year, and then I taught for another five years as a supply teacher. Various different, you know, I'd, I'd take on month-long contracts. A, a woman would go on a pregnancy leave, I'd fill in. And I taught at one high school, and the principal said to me, Allison, we've loved you so much. Do you want a full-time high school drama teaching position? We'll even make it so you could do comedy. You know, what if I gave you some time off? What if we, what if we allowed you a little bit of flexibility? You know, we just would really like you here. And she was so willing to make it so I could do it. And I still said, no, no. And she looked me in the eye and she said, I'm really proud of you. Because if you had said yes, you never would have left teaching. And so that's what I say to you. Don't be afraid. You're making the right decision. Put in that timeline and step away from it. You will not regret your choices. That's the advice that I have for someone. Brilliant advice, actually, yeah. Alison. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was really good. I don't really have much to add to that, but I think it is really hard to do. Um, well, I think change is hard, isn't it? Absolutely. And the unknown. It's scary, isn't it? In, it's scary. Yeah. yeah. I think you'd rather be often, you'd rather be unhappy in a situation and take a chance and, for a and, new one. And know you, it. Yeah, what's that the saying, the devil, you know, the devil you get in bed the, with? Better or... the devil you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I think you, but you're absolutely right. I think if you take the plunge, it, you know, and, and this can be, you can apply this to... Everything. You can apply it to relationships, you yeah. can apply it to, to work, you can apply it to... to, to to almost anything really but anything where you to, to, to leaving um where you live and and maybe trying moving away or whatever it is you know the unknown is terrifying um because it's the unknown mm -hmm. and so you don't know what's out there and you've got nothing to measure it against but I always find that the times I've taken a risk and I have made my put myself in an uncomfortable situation or made myself or pushed myself or scared myself it's always paid off yeah always yeah. And um and so if you and also if you know that about yourself and you are unhappy, well then you've got nothing to lose. But yeah. you're not gonna I tell you what you're not gonna be is more unhappy. Exactly. You're just not. <laughs> so um you might have less money. There's always that. 
there's always the danger that you'll have less money but i would listen and we will (laughs) we'll we'll real uh, flag waivers for this but i'd rather do something i enjoy and have less money than be in a job I hate and have loads of money because ultimately you can always make more money, but you can't get time back. Time's gone. Once it's gone, it's gone. You're never getting it back and you can't create more time, but you can make more money. So as Alison said, if you, you know, step away from teaching and you give yourself a break and you think of it as a sabbatical, you go, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to see, I'm going to explore, I'm going to do something different. And then if I, if it hasn't worked out, well, you're a trained teacher. You can go back to teaching and you might find you go back feeling refreshed revitalized and ready yeah. to start again yeah. but either way you've got you lose nothing because that skill's there yeah. and you have as Alison said zillions of transferable skills so best of luck uh jay with whatever you decide to do jay great job. but a little disclaimer again anyone who's looking to go into teaching i don't want to discourage you we need teachers teaching is is you know i just want people to realize it doesn't have to be a forever thing right this is one of the careers that people no go nothing's into forever it. nothing's forever so, I mean, maybe you do it five years and you go time to change. Well, you've built up some experience. Well done. Um, I think the world would be a better place if teachers did shift around a bit more, to be honest with you. We all think of that one Absolutely. teacher we had growing up who was burnt out, hated their life, hated their existence, looked at Dead you behind and the eyes. tried to teach you math. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, every I'm... single one of my teachers. Um, <laughs> Alison, thank you very much for your advices. That's absolutely brilliant. And good luck to Jay. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
WTB listeners, just a little note to say. Uh, please do pre-order my special, The Optimist, which is out on the 21st of November. You can pre-order it now. It will also come with an audio version of my previous show, Underprivilege. It's through 800 pound Gorilla, and you can get it uh, and find out all the information in the show notes or on my website or on my Instagram or on my Facebook. Hi, WTB listeners. I don't have a special coming out, and I'm not going on tour, at least not for the moment, due to popular demand. But I do have a book and it's Christmas so come on what, what more could you want it's uh, called Prisons of My Life it's the main character in a lot of the short stories is somebody called M. God knows who she could be just my vivid imagination at play again and you can get it via Amazon link will be in the show notes hey UK WTB listeners uh, I am so excited as I am going on my very first UK tour take a look at my website and see when my show Little Smith Sunshine might be coming to you uh, starting in January February, um, and I'm sure I'm going to add more dates. Speaking of which, if you want me to come to you, let me know where you think I should perform next. You can get tickets at my website, www.alisonjunesmith.com, and that will be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to meet you all. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double cream. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> now, it is time to find out uh, what our eyes and our ears have enjoyed and impart this information with our mouths. Well, I watched Archie, which is on ITVX, and it's a four-part series about Cary Grant. And I really, Ooh. really, really I, enjoyed it. right up your street, Maureen. Right up my street. Jason Isaacs plays the older Cary Grant, does a very good job. And for those who don't know, I mean, it's, it's, I, mean I knew a lot of the stuff that was in there, but it's all about basically there was no such thing as Cary Grant. He kind of invented this persona, and he's, he was quoted as saying, I'd love to be Cary Grant. So he, he invented probably what was the most suave, sexy you know man on film it's really noticeable that in most of his films the women are always chasing him he's not chasing the women and that kind of makes him more sexy in a way uh he had a really poor background he came from bristol he was called archie leach hence the show's called archie his father stuck his mother in a, a, a mental asylum had her committed uh because he wanted to get off with his fancy lady and so oh, and basically told archie God. that he was she was dead so he thought his mother what was dead asshole uh, and that was quite common. People did that quite a lot. Men would would stick their their wives in a mental asylum and then piss off with you know or daughters, the fancy woman, yeah, or their daughters. And um, so he he was told his mother was dead. He lived with his grandmother, who didn't really care for him. He then went off to America in an acrobatic troupe. Decided to become uh, Cary Grant, and it's based on the book by I think it's his fifth wife, Diane Cannon, and their daughter. So it, it it fixates a lot on their marriage. And the woman who plays Dan Cannon, I can't remember her name now, is very, very good. And, you know, as as the show goes on, you get to see that, you know, he wasn't as, you know, he was very controlling. And, um, but what was interesting was, um, you know, and he was still like, you know, he was like very tight with money because he, he came from a background where he didn't have any money. And I, I appreciate that because, I, you know, I sometimes have had no money whatsoever. So like you do, that kind of sticks in your head. Whereas I have friends who've had lots of money in the past. And so they have a very different outlook to, to finance. Um, and then what happened was in the end, he had a daughter. He never wanted children. Um, he gave up his career and basically found redemption in a way with his daughter. 
he just spent his last years devoted to his daughter, absolutely devoted to her, huh. and just played played dad. Um, but it is quite interesting. Um, I really enjoyed it. I watched all four episodes because normally I watch something and I think, oh, I'll watch the rest later. And I never do. But I really, really liked it. So I would recommend that, actually. Hmm. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he was, he was found, he was, he, it was because of Mae West, who was a massive star then, a lot of power that most actors didn't have. She spotted him. He was just a contract player and went, I want him as my co-lead. And they went, can't. Nobody knows who, she, who he is. And he went, I want him as my lead. And that was, that was his stepping stone to fame. And she, he, so he's the one that she goes to, you know, come up and see me sometime. Come I mean, he was me stunning. The, come on time. <laughs> see me sometime. But the guy who plays the young Cary Grant isn't as good looking as Cary Grant, no. the original. But I mean, that would be that'd be quite difficult. I mean, I am a big Cary Grant fan, so I would I would recommend that Archie on ITVX. Um, yes, that sounds really interesting. Um, there was a, a, a very famous book, wasn't there, written by Scotty Bowers? Have you read it? No. And it talks about he basically ran a car wash uh which was like basically was the face for rent boys basically so he used to people would come to get their car washed but they would also be able to pick up a you know pick up a guy and um so there's a lot of rumors around a lot of the uh, celebrities at that time who were unable to be out but that there were lots of rumors at that time and i think this book and and there's nothing to say that this is true by the way this is just a, a, a book that was a tell-all and He's died now, anyway. But um, that that Cary Grant was in a relationship with a guy for a very long time, and that he was bisexual or whatever sexuality describe it now. I suppose you'd say pansexual, and uh, and the same for Catherine Hepburn, and the same for and that that a lot of these um, celebrities and that he was one. Again, I'm not saying it's true. I can see Maureen's getting upset. I'm just saying that this book was one of those tell-alls that talked about that. And and there were a number of different, you know, celebrities like Rock Hudson and, you know, who did come out later, obviously because he died of um, AIDS, um, that, that are discussed in this book and stuff. So, um, and I find it interesting that it's, yeah, it's not, um, it's not, it's never openly discussed, is it? It's never really talked about, even when they do biopics of Cary Grant, which I find interesting. But anyway. Well, I mean, because uh, he, he lived for like 12 years with Randolph Scott, so people assume that, there might be something between them. But, I mean, I've lived with a woman. There was nothing romantic between us. We just shared a flat. Yeah. Um, it is kind of vaguely mentioned there. Um, but it it doesn't really go into it. It doesn't all. matter. It's not, I mean, it doesn't. It's not really the most important part of who he was anyway. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I always find it quite interesting that it's, it's kind of um, only ever inferred and it's never, I mean, well, why would it be? But, anyway, I just wondered if they didn't touch, but they didn't touch on it at all. No, they, he, he, he got questioned about it. I mean, he did, there was, I mean, it is not mentioned in the film, but um, Chevy Chase accused him of being gay and he did threaten to sue him. And Chevy Chase had to pay, I think, a million dollars basically to settle out of court. It's quite hard to prove. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he always said that, you know, he's been accused of being gay, he's been accused of being the skin flint, and he doesn't find either of them um, insults. Yeah. Good for him. But yeah, I recommend that. So that's one on ITVX and I guess you can watch the whole thing now, can you? Yeah, yeah. That's if you live in the UK, obviously. Um, I I uh, haven't really been watching much TV, but I did watch a movie recently, which was the uh, Triangle of, not the Triangle of Sadness, it's just called Triangle of Sadness, which is on Amazon Prime. It's been out for ages. I'm sure a lot of people listening to the podcast have already seen it. Um, I 
actually really enjoyed it, weirdly. Um, a lot of people that I know that watched it set didn't, but I really thought it was good. It's very long. <laughs> it's too long for a film. I would definitely say that. I'd say it's very strong in the first two thirds and the last third. You're like, mm, I think you lost your way a little bit there. But um, basically, I don't know how to describe it, but it's basically set on a... This, the second the second third of it certainly is, is is set on this huge luxury yacht which is basically chock full of multi-millionaire stroke billionaires and i guess it's a an allegory for capitalism and how you know how capitalism doesn't work or how capitalism benefits the 1% but it doesn't even make the 1% happy because ultimately even with everything that they have you know, they still have this really traumatic, this really traumatic situation happens because of the weather and and a meal. And that anyway, it, so it kind of, it almost doesn't matter how much money you have in the world. You know, when, when, when a tragedy strikes, it's, it's meaningless, but also it shows that, you know, the very idea that we're constantly being told or that capitalism tells us is that, I have this money because I work really hard and I deserve it. And, you know, and the work that I do is really valuable. And the work that you do is less valuable, which is why you get paid less. And that's just the way it is. And you just have to, like, suck it up, you know. It's just because I'm a better person than you and I've worked harder than you and I have more than you because I just figured out how to get it. And it's kind of, if you're cleaning the toilets, that's on you. Um, and then, of course, that's sort of picked apart as the film progresses and it stars um and it's kind of mostly seen through the eyes of this couple who are both models who one of whom is an influencer and she wins this trip on this yacht for both of them and that's why they're on it so the 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 couple and it, and it looks at their relationship because she's very sort of vapid and just into in you know like superficial shit which I mean, he's a bit of a twat as well. I mean, they're both twats, really. But anyway, it's played. They're played by Harris Dickinson and um, the late. Well, actually, I found out, which was really sad. This young woman, uh, she's a South African actress, uh, Child B. Dean uh, Creek, who is the other main character in it, and she sadly died. I found out like before the movie came out. She's so young. Um, she died of um, sepsis. Um, I think she was. Yeah, it's really, really sad. I think she was only like in her early thirties. Um, and also Woody Harlson plays the captain and you have other characters, you know, loads of great actors in there playing different characters. And I, I really enjoyed it. It's quite, it's really funny in parts. Um, it's really stupid in parts. Um, certainly, I think the the first bit really analyzes the relationship between this couple. I found that really interesting as well. And yeah, it kind of loses its way a little bit in the third bit. I feel like the message that he's, that the director's trying to deliver was... <laughs> really really crowbarred into my throat i was like i get it <laughs> i get the message you're trying to tell me but that said that said it's i i found it really enjoyable and i don't like films that are usually over an hour and 40 i'm like i don't think any film should be more than two hours but this is <laughs> really over two hours and Chloe and I both enjoyed it. And so for that reason, I am going to recommend it. But I will say first that I, I will understand if people don't like it. Because I I think there's quite a bit that could have been shaved off in the edit. And I'm not sure why it wasn't. But it's still worth watching. And it's quite, like I said, it is quite funny. And it's a great allegory for like how capitalism just does not 
does not work. I mean, it does if you're in the 0.00001%, but ultimately, um, yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a good one to watch and it's on Amazon Prime and I think it's probably available uh, everywhere. So if that's up your alley. Alison, what about the horror? The horror. <laughs> what about the horror? Okay, well, I Just mean. Just get the shit out of Alex. Did you see that? I did see that. Alex, stay on your toes. <laughs> this is what's going to happen in this show. Expect the unexpected. You should know that as the producer of this podcast. There's new voices. New voices, Alex, coming at you. <laughs> Left, right, and center. Maureen's tits. Okay, here we go. Uh, the horror <laughs> movie. The horror movie. Wait till we make a voice for those. Okay. The horror movie that I'm going to suggest uh, that goes along. I mean, I want you two to even guess. We're talking schools, okay? Schools, horrible school environment. What horror movie maybe comes to mind? Carrie. Yes, Maureen. Yes. Maureen. Yes, Maureen. I've never watched it. I've never watched it, but yeah, Carrie. Yeah. Maureen, you've absolutely smashing it today. She is. She's Apart on from it. the beginning bit when you couldn't Apart get the, the lights to work. Yeah, yeah. And didn't realize yeah. that light is to light your face. Uh, but yes. Carrie, exactly it, Maureen. I know I've said it before, but I couldn't think of a movie that better you want to get out of school teaching being watch Carrie. <laughs> so for those of oh you who don't God. know it, that's such a good film. Stephen King adaptation. Uh Carrie White faces taunting from classmates at school and abuse from her fanatical pious mother. Uh, when strange occurrences start happening around Carrie, she begins to suspect that she has supernatural powers. Invited to the prom by the empathetic Tommy, uh, Carrie tries to let her guard down, but things eventually take a dark and violent turn. If you have not seen Carrie, it is, as far as I'm concerned, probably the best Stephen King adaptation into a movie. A lot of his books, when they're adapted into a movie, they lose a little something in the translation. This movie... Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Terrible. Pet Cemetery. Children of the Corn. I mean, hey, hey. Actually, Pet Cemetery's not that bad. I was about to get defensive Children on Children of the, of the Corn, Jen. I was about to be like, hang on, hang on. Malachi. That's an oh, excellent like movie. That. I did. Malachi. Yeah, it's a great movie. But Carrie, as far as I... It stands the test of times. There have been a lot of remakes. Don't even waste your time. Go to the original. Oh, Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. And you might not remember this, but John Travolta is in it. Yeah. 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 You're not expecting him, but he's in there. A A very young John Travolta. Beautiful John Travolta. Yeah, it is such a good quality, quality film. Um, And I really think it encapsulates, like, high school and the tormenting and the bully. I mean, uh, the bullying. This movie is, it's phenomenal. Oh, the bullying is, it's horrible. It's intense. But she has this great teacher that really goes out of her way for her. And and it turns out that's not enough. Yeah, 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 exactly. So teachers, you can be all you can, but, you know, you can only give so much. They're still going to kill you. They're still... (laughs) (laughs) They will still set you on fire. They will. will. Um, But yeah, so so Carrie is the movie that I recommend that goes along with this problem. It's just an excellent horror movie. So give it a go, gang. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. And again, it's not gory. You need to watch it, Maureen. You need to watch it. Although you've never seen it, I think it's a classic that I think you would actually enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's actually, I mean, there's some of the stuff I know that you've seen and it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it is a horror film. It is, but it isn't. It's, but it's it's in the horror genre, but it's, I just feel like it's, you know, 
It's yeah. just a very good film. It's just a really good classic film. And yeah. uh, Sissy Spacek is brilliant. Is that I don't, I, I don't know. Is that the is that the film that um, I think it, it's the film that yeah her must career. Have her career. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because this is nineteen seventy three or seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So good. Yeah. So good, gang. Well, so. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure you can get that. Well, Google it. Don't ask us. We it's don't know. probably out there uh, everywhere, gang. Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's say Amazon Prime. Alison, that's a brilliant suggestion. Thank you very much for your horror recommendation. Uh, let's go back to more and younger. Her corner is very cultural, and we're very excited to hear the cultural epithets that will appear from her face and tell us in our era. Heads. <laughs> oh God, I need to work on these bits, don't I? Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> so close. Yeah, thanks, Jen. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to do, do films to, this week, and it's Alan Parker films. Alan Parker was a British <gasps> oh. director. Yes, and good, he was very good choice, very eclectic. Like he did different genres. Um, one of the famous, and we mentioned this before, is Bugsy Malone, which I don't think Alison has seen, which is a gangster musical where everybody is played by children. Oh my god! I haven't seen it. No, I've always heard of yes, it. Yes, of course, with not... jo- Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Oh my That's... god! Jodie Foster plays Tallulah, who's a very sexy mole. But and honestly, all the guns have um, custard, um, cream, um, cut cream, they're cream guns. Yeah. So they, get, they have big cream kites. Honestly, it's, it's it's shaving foam. But when I was a kid, I was foam. so jealous. I was like, oh, my God, when kids get it, they're just covered in cream. custard and ah. Oh, yeah. And the cars are all pedal cars. I mean, it's it's so well done. Honestly, Alison, uh, treat yourself. It's just on TV okay. at some point. It's a really, really fun movie. Really well done. Um, he also did Fame. He did oh, Pink Floyd. Oh, sorry, Fame changed my life. I mean, Fame was what you know. All I wanted to do I was go to the school. Forever, oh. I'm gonna learn how to fly. Hi. I think Irene Cara died recently, didn't she? Yes, yeah, she did. Um, I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, that. she did. Oh. She died recently. Uh, I Pink loved Floyd, her. and I used to love the TV series as well. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Yeah. Oh. Which I've never seen. And the commitments, which was a fantastic about an Irish uh, band. Yes, that brilliant. That was amazing. But Maureen, are you going to mention the big one, Midnight Express? Midnight Express. Oh my God, have you seen that, Alison? No. Oh my God, my God. Alison. <gasps> okay. You... Oh my God, that's where is it on? I think it was on Netflix ages ago in the UK. I don't know if it still is. Um, I made Chloe watch it. I don't... I can't say she was. Uh, thankful for that um but i can definitely recommend them is this the it, train it's, it's like, is it about a train no no no, okay. no, no what no, it is it's a, it's a guy is caught smuggling, smuggling drugs. drugs outside turkey in turkey and he's he's in a turkish he's prison he's an american guy he's put in this t- turkish prison well let's say human rights are not a top priority and it's i remember watching it on video in my mum's flat and there's some scenes i remember screaming behind an armchair couldn't watch it and then I ran to the bathroom bit? and screamed in there. Yeah. Why are you screaming just randomly in bathrooms? No, because it was horrible on the video. It was like something was happening that was horrible. Because they tortured him, didn't they? 
Alison, you'll be fine. Trust okay. me. Yeah, you'll be fine. Anyway. But I, um, I, I couldn't watch. I was like, ah! My mom's like, what the hell's going on as I'm hiding behind the armchair? But um, it is, uh, I couldn't watch it again, but it is a really good movie about this this American guy who ends up getting sentenced for years. It's disturbing. Years. I, it's, it is disturbing. Yeah. John Hurt's in it as well. Yeah, John Hurt's in it. It's not, it's not scary, but it is disturbing, definitely. Okay. Uh, Maureen's right about that. But it is such a brilliant film. And what's mm. very interesting is the chap who is the lead part in that, um, uh, Brad Davis. Yeah, you um, never saw him again, did you, in anything? No. I mean, he. I think he won... Did he win any? I think he won an award or something. He's really or, good in it. Oh, he's fantastic in it, but, like, never seen in anything again. It was so bizarre. Anyway, sorry. Maureen, I've hijacked your That's Alan fine. Parker. I'm used to that. And uh, <laughs> sorry about that. And another brilliant, another brilliant part <laughs> Alan Parker film is Mississippi Burning, yes. which stars the great another Gene classic. Hackman yeah, and William so Defoe. Good. I mean, yeah. Gene Hackman is fantastic in everything he does. But um, oh yeah, it's based on a true story. It's based on the uh, three. It's, based, it's set in the '60s during the civil rights movement in America. Three civil rights. Um, campaigners go missing in Mississippi and the FBI are brought into Mississippi to find out what's happened to them and the head 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 honcho is this William Defoe who's like a northerner thinks he knows everything his second in command is Gene Hackman who's a southerner who kind of know really knows what it's like in Mississippi and they try to find out and Frances McDormand's in it as well oh I didn't I didn't remember that yeah she's the wife of that really redneck cop ah uh, I cannot remember that. I, do you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd watch that movie again. Yeah. It's, it's such su- a good film. It's such a brilliant movie. Really, really good movie. Um, he also did, I haven't seen that, Angela's Ashes as well. And actually, this is a horror film, which I haven't seen. I think it's a horror film. Angel Heart with Mickey O'Rourke and Lisa Bonet, oh. which caused quite a stir at the time, but I, I never saw it. No, I haven't seen that. I've never seen it know. either. Angel Heart. Okay. Uh, it's probably because there was some big sex scene, I imagine. But anyway, um, they're definitely his films are definitely worth a watch. You know, he, had a, he, was, he, was, he was a great director and I would check them out if you haven't seen them. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a brilliant um suggestion of, of, a, of a director and also I think you're so right Maureen I hadn't even thought about it but like I, what I completely forgot about the commitments how did I forget that have I mean, you seen that Alison it's a from really Midnight great movie Express, ages ago Midnight yeah. Express to the commitments what yeah. a great film that was even yeah, famous, that was really... like that's a very broad uh genres of movies that he has directed. yeah 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 that's amazing yeah yeah, really impressive. Did you say Evita? He did Evita as well, which I can't watch, even though it's got Antonio Banderas in it, looking sexy. He did do Evita. Oh, and Madonna. Well. And Madonna. Well, um, that's a that's a great um, list of films to go and watch. I mean, certainly you could just get your get stuck into Mississippi Burning, Midnight Express, and uh, the commitments and fame, of course, fame. Um, what is yeah. this movie, Birdie? Oh, Nicholas that had Cage really good. Modine. Yeah, that had really good reviews, isn't it? It's about a Vietnamese. I think it's about. I've never watched it, but it got really good reviews about. Um, I think he's. Oh no, maybe it's not Vietnamese. Not Vietnamese war veteran. No, it's about a, a pilot who returns from the Vietnam War. Yeah, but I think that's had really good reviews. So I didn't mention it because I've never watched it. I haven't seen it either, but um, I think it's got I, Nicholas I've Cage heard in it. it. Mm. Nicholas Cage and Matthew Modine, but Nicholas Cage when he's really young. So not with his sort of, you know, he went through that weird phase of having like a ponytail and no hair. <laughs> I love all his weird. He's phases. gone through so many. I, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I love Nicolas Cage, but there were there were points in his career where you went, 
Oh, Did we watch that weird that. film together with Nicolas Cage? Yeah. What was yes, that film? It was really weird. Yeah, where... <laughs> it was a really he, weird film. Nicolas Cage playing himself. Yes. And it also had Pedro Pascal, Pascal. Who's obsessed with him. Yeah. And he's... We find out Pedro Pascal... Well, we won't give it away, but... Uh, yeah, that was really good. That's quite a recent film. I think that was last year. Yeah, it was last And cool. also Sharon Horgan was in it. But yeah, that's also very good. That's a great film. But I mean, that's got nothing to do with Alan Parker. But yeah. Um, thank you very much, Maureen, for your Alan Parker suggestions. Uh, do feast your gaze onto those uh, onto that list. Um, and now it's uh, nearly the end of the show. That's right. Nearly the end of the show. Uh, Maureen has made it through. You're doing great. She's. This is the first time she started blowing her nose. You've done a great job, Maureen. Mm. Uh, made it all the way. We've learned a lot. We've inspired people to leave teaching, to start teaching. Uh, we have uh, discussed great movies. But now we want to know. What's, what's getting your goat, Jen? What shares some things that we can bond over in our aggravated minds? Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And, and, and do you know who I blame? Society. <laughs> okay, well, you will be able to bond with me on this one, uh, Alison. Okay. And I think maybe Maureen will on a sort of more detached way. Do you remember <laughs> I talked, we were talking, weren't we, about a particular venue on my tour, which made my whole experience really unpleasant. Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah. You were with me on that journey, Alison, and we experienced it together. I received, uh, 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 <laughs> I received a message today from my uh, tour producers to say that, and uh, I quote, our favourite venue uh, are trying to charge us for wardrobe hours. What? And enhanced tech. So now I'm being charged extra. Okay. So wardrobe hours uh, consists of, do you remember when they gave me a um, an, <laughs> an ironing board <laughs> and an iron? And the ironing board didn't work. The, the ironing board that didn't yeah. work? Yeah. That was broken? The ironing board that was broken. Yeah, that I had to iron my trousers one centimetre at a time. And the enhanced tech was lights on, lights off. I don't have any tech. <laughs> I have no tech in my show. I They turn on the lights, I talk, I walk off stage, they turn off the lights. So <laughs> I just can't believe. I, I just said, look, I don't care what happens. We can't pay for this because they're... It's it's an absurdity. And Wait. also, they didn't even give us the basics, let alone now. They gave us nothing. They gave us zero. Absolutely nothing. And now they're charging me. Uh, the wardrobe hours really tickled me. I mean, I, I, I when I read it, I was like, okay, well, that's quite funny. Because the wardrobe hours, <laughs> I, I never went near their wardrobe. We didn't even meet anybody from wardrobe. No. Someone gave me an ironing board. Which is which is customary. I mean, that's a, that's just... You don't get charged That's for using an ironing board. That's customary in a theatre to have an ironing board, isn't it? By the way, yeah. uh, just to let you know, that ironing board didn't even belong to that theatre. It belonged to another theatre in Bromley because that the, the theatre's name was <laughs> written on the ironing board, which, by the way, didn't work anyway. Uh, so that's gotten my goat. That has oh. very much gotten my goat. I, 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 and also, I thought... <laughs> It, it, I, I kind of knew it wasn't going to be the end with this theatre. I knew it. It's been... and, and it isn't. And so it goes and so it goes. They're, they are so stupid because they're just going to 
people aren't going to tour there. You know, people are going to avoid it, start avoiding it like well, plague. Well, basically, my tour, uh, producers have said, we are never using that theatre. And they've got any number of fantastic yep. uh performers you know people like yep. you know i mean to be fair a lot of their acts are too big to play their venue anyway but um you know but for acts coming up you know it's just daft it's just a missed it's a missed opportunity and it's, and it's yeah. so, so short-term thinking and could you know remember how because we did another theater in the same town oh which and they were absolutely lovely to us weren't they it was the opposite wasn't it it was the complete opposite, Absolute a much opposite. smaller venue, uh, granted, but went out of their way to make us feel comfortable and did everything for us. They gave us an ironing board, didn't they, Maureen? I think I got a free bottle of Glavara out of them. You did get a free bottle of Glavara, yeah. In fact, every theatre that uh, you went to uh, gave you an ironing board. So the audacity oh, yeah. of this one theatre to charge you for an ironing board that came from another theatre. How much are they charging for wardrobe hours? I don't know. I haven't been told, but I'm going to find out. I'm, I'm going to find out exactly how much it and is. And it's not like anyone charged. from they... wardrobe even ironed your pants. You ironed your own trousers. Like what? I, I mean... I don't even understand what wardrobe hours were used. And I, I'd love to know what the enhanced tech is. <laughs> they switched the microphone on. I mean, that... Wow. The fact that I needed tech. Yeah, you're right, Alison. I mean, is the that... fact that we didn't even know how to get into the theatre. We're into the theatre space. That's the hilarious bit. Nobody even showed us how to get into... Like, I am... I am just, you know what, though, I have to say this, Jen, for this getting your goat, you are very calm right now. And you almost, you're having a laugh about it. So I'm, I'm really proud of you right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just couldn't believe the gall of them. I just, you know, when it's so brazen, you, there's a bit of you that just goes, oh, my God, how do you function as a business? This is incredible. Um, and also, because the tour's over. <laughs> if this is <laughs> mid-tour, <laughs> I would be like... Fuck those guys! <laughs> they can go shove their fucking venue up their ass. But because I'm like at the end, I'm like, oh well, I'm not, I'm not touring anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, wow. I did. I did when I got that. I mean, to be fair though, I did. I didn't leave a very. I left a quite a strong worded message um, to poor Sam, my my tour producer. I went, well, you know what you can tell them, don't you, Sam? But I thought I've got that out of the system now. I don't need to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but yes uh god that has got that did get my goat but now that i'm telling you um it's i actually feel better about it because i'm not going to pay it so they can go fuck themselves yes. I'm never, ever going back which is a shame because it's a nice venue isn't it yeah but fuck drop, those guys drop the mic jen but they charge you for that so don't oh, yeah. drop Sorry. it <laughs> and that's why i'm never going back that was a pencil that's but, you know, 300 pounds please that is <laughs> Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.